Welcome to Dance Matters Podcast, a place to be inspired, motivated and educated. A place where we invite performers to share their stories so we can celebrate all things dance and the performing arts. We're your hosts, Kaylee and Charlie. Dance Matters Podcast is proudly brought to you by Crystallized Costumes, the place for all your costume needs and adrenaline dance competitions. Today's guest, Faith Ward, is a 19-year-old dancer, model, acrobat and content creator from Perth, Australia. Faith first started dancing at the age of two, heading into her mother's dance studio. Faith grew up in New Zealand before her family moved to Perth when she was 11 years old. From there, she attended Smash Dance Studio and trained in all styles of dance. She had a very successful time competing in dance competitions. In 2017, she won Hollywood Dance, run by Carr, and was awarded a paid trip to America. In 2017 and 2018, she was named Australian Ultimate Teen Dancer. In 2018, when competing in America, she even managed to receive overall Teen Dancer in Florida and second runner-up Teen Dancer in L.A. Faith is now making a living from creating social media content for her thousands of followers of her Instagram account, Flexi Faith. Despite the challenges and negatives sometimes associated with social media, Faith has managed to navigate its complexities and turn it into a business. Please welcome Faith Ward. Hi Faith, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me a part of it, I'm so excited to be here. Now Faith, you are a talented dancer known for your incredible flexibility, but can you tell us a little bit about you, how old are you and where do you currently dance? Oh, thank you so much. I'm 19, I'm a dancer, model and acrobat and also a content creator for social media. I'm from Perth, WA, and I dance at Smash Dance Company for most of my dance training growing up. Now, you were born in New Zealand. When did you move to Australia? Yes, I was born in Wellington, New Zealand. I moved to Perth, Australia when I was 11 years of age. Was that for family reasons or why did you come over to Australia? Oh, it was actually for family reasons. My dad got a job over in Australia and then mum was like, you know what, the opportunity for dancing, everything over in Australia, the weather, it's bloody freezing in New Zealand. So we just picked up our stuff and we moved and honestly, it's been the best decision we've ever made. You first started dancing at two. What type of class were you doing then? Where did it all start? (laughs) Yes, of course. I did baby ballet when I almost started. I swear every kid does that from two running around the little silly ribbons of course and then I took dance a lot more seriously around the age of nine doing a little dance comp of course to start it all off and when you were two why was it that you went into dance but actually I got into dancing from my mom being a dance teacher so it all started from there she dragged me along it was kind of like I was forced into it but when I was forced into it I loved it so I got my first pair of little ballet shoes and in I ran and I honestly lived and breathed it ever since does mom still work as a dance teacher? I uh, know not anymore. She's actually just had two little baby sisters who are downstairs screaming right now. No, so she's now just a full-time mama, as well as driving me around from my whole childhood, of course. But yeah, now she's just doing her thing. <laughs> what was your training like growing up? Wow, it was very full-on, very intense, non-stop. So I was very determined as a kid to obviously follow my dreams as a dancer and I loved it. So I was non-stop on the go. So it'd be dancing, cheerleading, tumbling, trying to fit in schoolwork with all of that as well. It was, in two words, full-on to describe it all. <laughs> but I loved it. I wouldn't change it for the world. And when did you do your first solo? Can you remember what that one was? Okay, so I was nine and it was a jazz solo. Oh my gosh, I die every time I talk about it because I literally had a little lightning bolt over my eye and it was to a Lady Gaga song. It was called Just Dance, you know, Just Dance. Oh my God, it was tragic. And I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube, so please don't go look for it. I'm still embarrassed to this day. But your girl was nine and she took it out. She won. 
Honestly, the funniest thing of my life. But that's where it all started. My first little dance comp, I won. And then ever since then, I was like, I love this. I'm going to live and breathe my dance comps. <laughs> you have competed over the years in a range of solos. What have been your biggest achievements in the dance of Stanford world? Oh, yes. I shorted my time in my dance comp world. A few of my biggest achievements today are I won a full scholarship and Australian representative for Hollywood Dance 2017 run by Carr winning myself a paid trip to America, getting to be a part of music videos, doing mock auditions, Disneyland, taking classes all over LA, and of course going to Millennium. That was so much fun. Later down the track from also competing at Car and Rainbow the Dance Competition. Here in Perth, I won Australian Ultimate Teen Dancer 2017 and 18 with another full paid trip to Florida and LA. Going over there and competing, the standard was insane, and I managed to pull off overall Teen Dancer in Florida 2018 and then second runner-up, Team Dancer LA 2018. So that whole experience pretty much sums up my dance comps. When I tell people all of my achievements, definitely winning the pay trips to America. That was just so rewarding and really just, yeah, insane. I loved it. <laughs> what are the dance comps like over in America compared to Australia? my goodness they are way more full-on the sections I feel like in Australia there's too many dance comps we're all competing against dancers and there's like five in a section and there's like 20 oh my gosh I'm Australia's ultimate dancer but that's because in Australia we only have five kids in each section when when you go to America I feel like there's literally 50 kids in your section you're literally battling it out and these Americans are doing 28 consecutive pirouettes while I'm struggling with three and I'm like oh my goodness so the standard over there is just insane and like I don't know the dance comps are just the trophies everything the prizes that you win as well are just full-on but I also work for get the beat the dance comp and that has been incredible they're doing an amazing job with their dance comps over in Australia and I feel like they're really bringing the America's side to Australian dance comps which is what I love <laughs> Now, you started your performing pretty early on. Is it true that you were in a UK production of Annie whilst you were still living in New Zealand? Yes, it is true. That was one of the most incredible experiences of my life. I was super young. I was nine, but I've always loved musicals and I'd never been a part of one before. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to audition. So I took myself off. Not a lot of people know this as well, that I actually sing and I don't post a lot of it on my social media because I get really embarrassed about it and I don't know why. My mom's always like, hey, sing, like you love it. And I just, I'm kind of shy in that aspect, but I actually can do it. I used to win all my song and dance solos as well, keep that very hush-hush. But yeah, so Annie was incredible. I took myself along to the audition, auditioned for an orphan role, and I, I got the role. So that was definitely a once-in-a-lifetime experience, and working with an adult cast, being a little nine-year-old kid, was just so inspiring. I loved it. Well, seeing as you can sing, is musical theatre in your future at all? Oh, gosh, so... I actually was thinking now that I'm 19, kind of just having like a gap year from everything that I want to audition for a couple musicals coming soon. So maybe keep your eyes peeled, hopefully. Have you ever done any traveling with dance? Yes, I've done lots of traveling. So as mentioned before, I've won the pay trips to America to compete and take classes, of course. But my most recent trip to America back in 2019 was to compete at Dance Worlds. It was actually really funny. It was for a POM routine representing Australia. But I was actually filling in and I'd never done poms in my life. It was insane. But I trained my butt off and we smashed it over there. It was such a fun and different experience for me. And now obviously I randomly work for Get the Beat the Dance Comp and I travel quite a bit with them. So it's really great. And when I'm not working, I can go train myself, do a bit of a cheeky holiday as well if I want. So traveling for me is just life. And dance has really brought that in for me as well with the traveling. How many hours a week of dance training do you do? 
Growing up, it would have been around 30 hours a week, but now that I'm older and I've finished my dance school training and I'm more of a freelance kind of dancer, I'll day probably more random here and there classes. So I'll go to random open ballet classes or dance classes, commercial, everything. I'm really focusing this year with learning new skills and my long-term goal of Circus LA. That's my goal. I'm currently training in Silks and Lyra and I'm loving learning that new art. I'm also doing some tumbling classes to maintain all my acrobatic cheerleading tumbling skills like two hours a week so now it would probably be around half the amount of hours I used to do so I'd say around 10 to 15 and just it changes every week we see we, we see what comes and goes you have been a member of the dream creative did you enjoy that opportunity yes oh my goodness I absolutely loved the whole idea and the concept of dream creative it's amazing getting to train with different dancers who really pushed me in all the right ways I got to make so many new connections with choreographers learning from them was just unreal I've always loved working with Marco and I feel like he's doing such an incredible thing for the dream for all the dancers here in Australia and yeah I couldn't recommend it enough if you're a dancer wanting to get yourself out there and make new friends and new connections definitely get amongst that you've finished high school now what are you pursuing at the moment are you doing any full-time dance training I sure have well technically I actually didn't finish school fun fact found for me personally school wasn't really for me I did I love my friends and everything don't get me wrong and I love learning and all that stuff but for me, going to school, literally falling asleep in classes due to, due to being so busy with social media, as that was my job at the time and still is, as well as working in a more retail job when I could squeeze all that in. Plus, my dance, cheer, tumbling, training to school, training after school until 10 p.m. I just found it extremely hard and difficult to find the time for homework, as well as being that kid that was doing their homework on the way in the car, like, trying to get it done, mum, help, what do I do this? But I, I always managed to get it done in the end, of course. So in year 10, me and mum figured it would be best for me to move to online school. So I did that for year 10 and some of year 11. And then I decided that I wasn't going to go to uni as I knew I wanted to pursue a job that I didn't need to go to uni for and picked up a TAFE course as a backup plan. Just in case my dream job didn't go to plan, I now have my Cert 3 in Makeup and Beauty. So that was my whole little school journey wrapped into one question, I guess. And are you looking at any full-time dance training or you're happy with where you are and you're doing dance classes here and there? Yeah, this is a really good question. For me personally, this year's actually been a bit of a strange year. As I'm only 19, I feel like I didn't personally need full-time training and it isn't really my cup of tea. But honestly, don't get me wrong, I love the idea of it and I 100% agree and think it would help me grow even more as a dancer. I'm an awe of dancers that have done full-time as I know how hectic it can be dancing from 9 to 5 every single day. But yeah, for me, I feel as I've made my connections already, done my dance training growing up. So I've used this year to learn new skills, save some money, build my CV up here in Perth by doing gigs and shows. So then next year I can go smash out some of my goals. You have the nickname of Flexi Faith, and that is how you are known to your Instagram followers. How did that nickname come about? Oh, classic. Good old Flexi Faith. You know what? I actually know something funny. People always think my name is just, like, they think my actual name is Flexi Faith. Anyone who's watching this, it's actually Faith Ward, of course. But people literally come up to me and they go, oh my God, it's so nice to meet you, Flexi. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, like, you know my name's Faith, right? And they're like, no. It's the funniest thing ever. But no, my name Flexi Faith came about from a really weird story actually so I actually hated social media when I first started it all I was like very that weird kid that was against it all my friends had it I was 10 they were all like oh my god Instagram taking little photos and stuff and I was like this is the weirdest app I've ever heard of anyway my older sister knew how flexible I was from naturally born with double jointed hips so this makes me obviously crazy flexible and she went I'm going to make faith an Instagram account because I feel like the world needs to see how crazy flexible she is And then she comes out and she goes, Faith, this is your username. And she goes, here it is. It was Flexi Faith. And I was like, 
oh my god, you made me an Instagram account. And she goes, yeah, and I've been posting your videos on it, and you've been, you've been going viral. She was posting on my scorpions, my leg mounts, everything, and they had like 10,000 views. So I was like, hey, give me that here. Took over the Instagram account, started posting on it. My mum helped me heaps, and now I'm here I am today. It's insane. So your flexibility, something you were born with? Yes. So I was actually born naturally with double-jointed hips, but then my back flexibility I had to work extremely hard for, stretching every day, every night consistently. And even now that I'm older, I'm still stretching my back flexibility to maintain it. But my legs, I literally used to fall asleep. I used to do a paper round job and I used to fall asleep with my legs in an oversplit middle split just folding the newspapers. <laughs> Classic. You have over 70,000 followers on Instagram. What are your thoughts on social media now? You said you weren't keen on it before, but now you're working <laughs> in it. What are your thoughts on it? How funny is that? Hey, social media. Oh, well, for me, it's honestly been one of the best things I've ever done. I've made such an awesome platform for myself and brand for myself that I'm very proud of and I worked extremely hard to get where I am today on social media. So I obviously love it, but don't get me wrong, there are definitely some negatives to it also. Okay, so what are the negatives, do you think? Ah, yes, as mentioned before, there are definitely some negatives to it. By that, I mean there isn't a lot of privacy when you're a content creator. Obviously, everyone sees and knows everything you do, which is 100% what you sign up for, and I'm eternally grateful for all the support I've received. But trying to do a normal job once or twice a week and having people take photos of you without you knowing, and the hate pages and the hate comments randomly that you get, is obviously a little bit daunting and not the nicest part of social media, but I'm actually quite lucky I'm mainly surrounded by love and support from my fans and supporters, which I'm so grateful for. But obviously the other side to it can be a little bit scary. I'm just really lucky that I don't have to deal with that too much. Do you ever get negative comments? I'm actually quite lucky. I don't get that much hate. That obviously is the the, the, the occasional little girl that's trying to type up something that doesn't even make sense. Or, and you're like, what are you trying to say? And to me personally, I actually laugh it off because I'm kind of like, I'm, I've got quite thick skin now by doing it for bloody 10 years but no I'm actually quite lucky I don't get too much hate now can I ask can you make a career or can you earn money out of being a social media influencer yes if I'm being 100% honest you definitely can it's my full-time job and I love it I get to do what I love post what I love be myself and earn money off it so it's insane I'm being 100% straight up honest you definitely can. I'm with a social media agency and I get all my work through them and basically post TikTok campaigns. It could even just be to like a song and then the song could be promoted and you can do a little dance to it and then boom, you're making money off that. So I 100% think you can make it into a full-time job because I am. <laughs> and so was it because you had so many followers that then people reached out to you or how did you first start? So I definitely built my own brand up and I feel like you obviously have to have a brand to be like chosen out by those agencies, of course. So I was quite lucky, got chosen out and then, yeah, they they keep track of how your followers are doing, all your analytics, everything. There was a rumor people were like, oh, she's bought her followers. But it's honestly, it's actually very funny because you can go straight into your insights and you can click on all your insights. It tells you where your followers are from, where, what their gender is, what their age is. And that's how agencies can tell straight away if people are buying followers or if people are hacking the system you know right. so you click straight on that they look at all your followers and they go from there on who they want to pick and I luckily got chosen enough <laughs> now Faith you live in Perth and usually a lot of dance workshops and conventions happen over on the east coast of Australia do you get many opportunities to engage with different choreographers yes 100% I'm actually quite lucky I've flown over obviously and done Dream Creative lots of times and Marco's got some incredible choreographers going, so I've met heaps of them and then flown back to Perth. And Mum's actually been lucky enough to get me a couple solos from all different choreographers that come over to Perth and teach workshops. So at the same time, I'll get a little cheeky solo, and I've got some from Blake John Wu, 
Wood. I got some from Renee Ritchie, Josh Williamson. Honestly, I've got to work with so many amazing people and I'm so grateful. So I feel like Perth definitely does sometimes miss out on opportunity, but there is opportunity there. you just got to hunt for it and you've got to be pushing. You've got to put yourself out there to get work and to meet different people and make connections. So yes, 100%. Who have been your greatest influences or the people that you look up to? Mm, this is a good one. I actually have quite a few. As I was speaking about before, my mum has honestly been probably one of my biggest influences. She's gone through so much. I've looked up to her and the way that she handles her situations just in everyday life is honestly so inspiring. So definitely her. Dance-wise, probably Autumn Miller. Oh gosh, that girl. I live for her. Love her. Hayden Hopkins is currently living my dream in Cirque du Soleil, so definitely her. Anna McNulty, her flexibility is just unreal. I've always been so, so, so inspired by her. Grayson French, Sienna Hamilton, all those Project 21 girls from Molly Long. Oh my God, their quirkiness and just everything about them is so, so, so inspiring. Now we know you are crazy flexible, but have you ever had any major injuries? Being crazy flexible definitely does come with a few injuries, of course. I always... I obviously teach a little bit now as well, but I always say to my kids that I teach now to make sure that your back flexibility is even because when I was growing up dancing, I'd always just practice on one side of my back. Legs, not so much because I was always naturally flexible on both my back. Now I actually have a bit of an injury, so I've got a bit of a bulging disc in my back at the moment, which I'm currently taking care of, but that's from just working on one side. So I say to anyone that's watching this that is just working on one side, really make sure to even out both because over time, now that I'm old, 19 old, (laughs) my side of my back is just caught up to me and I'm currently building strength behind it to maintain it. That's definitely an injury now that's gotten to me, but... Back in the day, I did dislocate my elbow. That was really bad just from being hypermobile, obviously my arms as well. I've had a small hip injury just from overstretching a little bit, so definitely wouldn't recommend making sure you're warming up and cooling down. And I've actually had a weird thing in my heel before as well. It was called sevens. It's like when you push off your heel, it like, I don't know, it's a weird pain running up, but I had to build strength again in my ankles. It's all strength because I'm so flexible. You have to have strength behind everything you do. And if you don't, causes injuries so I've learned the hard way. (laughs) Have you regularly visited a physio or had a strength program written for you to help you with these sort of things? Yeah so I'm actually seeing Perth Dance Physio at the moment um, by Ellen she's amazing she's literally taking me through all these different exercises she just says she writes them all down for me once every single day I just do them they're like weights it's all strengthening stuff obviously because I'm so loose You have to have the strength behind it. So I've got a few exercises that I'm working on currently. And then I'm obviously learning circus, which is really good strength. And then now I'm getting into a bit more Pilates as well. Pilates is amazing for any injuries that you have as well. And it's just really good for the body. So that's what I'm doing to help my injuries currently. (laughs) Now, obviously, you're only 19. But what have been the biggest challenges that you've faced so far? Mm, Okay. As I've gotten older, I found it hard deciding exactly what I want to audition for. Do I want to move away from home? I feel like there's always so much pressure to know exactly what you want to do from the day you turn 18, but I feel as though there's no rush, so I find that a bit of a challenge, everyone being like, what do you want to do, blah, 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 move away. So I've said, you know what, I'm just going to chill. This is why I've taken my night, like as I'm 19 now, this year to save, do my thing, figure out what I want to do, and now next year I've kind of got that down pat. Another thing I've faced is when I've gotten injured, I'd always beat myself down, but over time I've learned it's okay to rest and listen to what your body needs. I feel like that's really important, yeah, not to beat yourself up over it, because, you know, our bodies aren't supposed to be doing scorpions and over splits so it's okay to get injured and to rest and to listen to what your body actually needs now you obviously started because mum was a dance teacher but why do you choose to dance now oh that's a good question to obviously continue it from my mum dragging me into class and then loving it finding out I actually love it is because I literally live and breathe it I actually find that I'm okay at it as well I guess that helps 
no, I love dance because it's a way that I can express myself. Whenever I have a down day, I just go to dance class and I always feel better. I love making new friends, meeting new people, uh, learning different styles, different arts. It's honestly, it's my whole life and I just live and breathe it and that's why I love it, I guess. What is your favourite style to dance? Classic question. We love this question. I feel like this one's never changed for me. I'm such a contemporary lyrical dancer. Uh, so more technical kind of sides. I love this genre because I express myself best in it. Um, I feel like this way with improv as well, it's just so gooey and nice. And I just, I honestly love lyrical contemporary. It's just my favorite. You can show different elements of yourself in it and just, yeah, you can express emotion-wise yourself best as well, I feel. Who is your favorite choreographer to work with? Hmm, I've always loved, obviously, working with my main teacher growing up at Smash Dance Company, Cameron Gibson. He trained me for eight years. He's amazing. But if I had to pick, like, a guest teacher or a different choreographer that I've worked with before, probably Renee Ritchie. She's so amazing, the most down-to-earth person I've ever met. She's like a mum to me. I went to America with her, and then ever since she's been teaching classes, I always go. I helped her with Tasmanian Dance Festival. She's the most amazing soul ever, and I feel like she's so versatile. You can do a like contemporary really like grungy class with her and then you can move to a full-on hip-hop class with her so I really love her for that aspect of it as well and yeah she's just a babe love her <laughs> who is a dream choreographer you haven't worked with but would love to mm, good question I feel like I'd love to work with obviously the people that I look up to from project 21 so Molly Long she's incredible just everything that she puts out there is just insane um, I'd also really love to work with Brian Freeman he just seems like such a cool guy and his choreography is insane so definitely those two you do some modeling do you enjoy that yes i recently just did miss universe australia as well and the whole runway aspect of things was insane like being a dancer and just being told just walk down the runway i was like wait what you just want me to walk do i not strut do i not pirouette do i not turn do i not kick it was so weird but i actually love i'm really loving doing different things at the moment so the modeling side of it is just a nice way to express myself differently and I loved it. It was insane. The whole experience from Miss Universe just really brought more of a modeling side out to me and I'm loving the whole modeling world. It's insane. So hopefully you can do a few more opportunities with that. Even with Instagram, social media, I get to do lots of campaigns and photo shoots. So I feel like that comes under all of the modeling stuff that I'm doing and I love it. You have recently done a collaboration with Cosy G. Did you get to design the pieces and if so, what was your inspiration? Oh, this is such a good question. Yes, I sure did do a collaboration with Cosy G, my Flexi Fade crop top. So I did actually get a bit of inspiration from fashion trends and Pinterest online. I did get to design the crop top all myself and the shorts. But, you know, so I just looked on Pinterest, found a cool fashion ideas. I feel like the whole dancing activewear range nowadays is very turning into, like, fashion kind of trends as well. Obviously, it has to be comfortable and sustainable enough to wear to dance. So I looked at that side of it and then thought the strappiness that everyone's doing at the moment is very cool, but I'd love to do something different. So that's why I included the rouge in the middle and then the bike pants straps to match the, the top as well. And you can style it five different ways. I wanted something different. I wanted to think outside the box, but then also have a crop top that you can wear so many different ways. And then I've recently just bought it out in white as well. So go shop it, guys. Where can people buy the top and pants you helped design? Oh, yes, of course. So you can buy it from Cozy G's website. You can also click the link in my bio on my Instagram at Lexi underscore faith to shop it and i'm pretty sure they have a few little influence as well that you can use their discount code to save some money so go shop it guys you won't regret it so comfortable amazing quality and you'll love the design because it's from me of course i'm joking go get it <laughs> what is the hardest acro trick you can do oh yes probably 
being a cheerleader back in the day as well, I'd have to say a full twist. So this is when you do a backflip, you rotate 360 and then you land on your feet. So I trained for about three years just focusing on that one skill to nail the technique, to get the height, the rotation and the landing perfect. So definitely that. What is your go-to healthy snack for a long day at dancing? Oh gosh, anyone who knows me personally knows that I'm not the healthiest person. (laughs) I'm going to be completely honest right now. But this is a really weird snack that I always used to have. It was like a ritual before a dance comp. Like if I had an acro solo early morning, all the girls in the section would be like, I don't eat because I'm going to, I feel like I'm going to throw up when I flip. I would have to have a banana before I did any solo. It was like the energy it gave me. Oh, it hit hard. So definitely a banana. <laughs> if you didn't dance, what would you do? Mm, so as I mentioned before, I did my Cert 3 in Makeup and Beauty. So I could actually be a qualified makeup artist. And that's something I really enjoy. I'm really passionate about makeup and just all beauty kind of stuff. I've actually learned how to wax eyebrows, everything. So probably more beauty side. I could probably set up my own little beauty salon, doing hair, makeup, all that kind of stuff. I love the whole beauty side of things. So definitely that. What are your goals and dreams for the future? Oh, this is my favorite question. So my goals are definitely high. <laughs> We're going to see how we go with those. I'm, I'm, I'm reaching for the stars, you know. My end goal is Circus LA. That's my, what I've dreamed of and hoped of doing my whole entire life. So I, I know people always frown upon cruise ships, but I feel like I definitely love to do a cruise ship some stage of my life. And I feel like that's something that we shouldn't frown upon because imagine you need to travel the world meeting new friends, getting paid for it, dancing, doing what you love. Like, that sounds amazing. So definitely that as well. Moulin Rouge was also an option. Musicals, as you guys were talking about before, I really want to get amongst one of those. But yeah, my end goal is Cirque Soleil, and I might be auditioning very soon. So we'll have to keep our fingers crossed, and that's why I'm training in Silks and Lyra, so that I can go there and be like, I can do all of this, plus dance, and sing if I have to. Awesome. We recently talked to Amy Campbell who was saying how great cruise ships were for her career and there's a lot of other people yeah. who have been on them before they've exactly. been moving to other things. So she said that she 100%. thinks it's changing that idea. I, I love how it's changing. I hate that like everyone was frowning upon it saying, oh, no, like anyone can get on a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. The opportunity is so much bigger. You can reach it so much more. But I feel like it would also be such a great way to start your career or even finish your career. So definitely some stage in my life I'd love to get on a cruise ship and it shouldn't be frowned upon 100%. Now, does Cirque du Soleil come to you for auditions over in Perth or do you need to travel? Mm-hmm. Are there some coming up? Yeah, so basically before COVID, they actually came to Perth, Sydney and Melbourne. So I was like, oh, amazing at the time. But then no, they turned 18 when COVID all happened and that ruined everything. So they actually do online auditions. So I'm going to send a tape in and I might actually have a cheeky little connection as well that I've made throughout my years. That's going to hopefully help me get my way there. Fingers crossed. Well, there's a few who work there, Mitch Winter and uh, Keanu. Yes, I've spoken a bit to Mitch as well about it. He said it's honestly been the most incredible thing ever. I've been stalking all the girls' Instagrams, Hayden Hopkins is doing it, and I'm literally dying. I'm like, that is the dream. That is what I want to do. So I guess if you put your mind to it, you can do it. And, yeah, fingers crossed, I guess. How can people get in contact with you and follow your story? Aww. People get in contact with me through my email, which will be in the link in my bio on Instagram. So at FlexiFaith is all of my social media handles. I made a bit of a brand for myself on that. 
So TikTok, my YouTube's just Faith Ward, Instagram, Plexi Faith. Yeah, email's probably the best way to get in touch with me, direct message, any of that. But I've also got my showreel as well if anyone's wanting to look at that, and that's in my Instagram as well. Faith, thank you so much for giving up all your time and chatting with us tonight. I know it's been a while in the making, but we got there. Yay, we got there finally. Woo! Thank you guys so, so much for having me a part of it. It's honestly, it's been so much fun chatting to you guys, and I can't wait to see it when it comes out. You guys are the best. Lovely chatting to you. Thanks, Faith. Bye. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Dance Matters Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend or on your socials. It would be greatly appreciated if you could head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and rating. That helps the show reach more people so that we can keep bringing episodes to you. Make sure you check out Crystallized Costumes whenever you need your next costume. And Adrenaline Dance Competitions for well-run dance comps. And if you haven't caught up with all of our other episodes yet, head on back and check them out. There are some incredible stories waiting to be heard. Remember, listen, love and learn. Bye! Bye.